Hi, welcome back. If you've listened to the first episode, you will know that、uh, our podcast is about teaching English in China. So, moving from our home country to another country is always a very big deal. And if you're contemplating on doing so too, you may have wondered what kind of people have gone to China to work and live. Could it be a good move for me too? To help you make a good comparison to your own situation, in this episode, I would like to share with you some cases of foreigners or expats living in China. And after hearing their stories or situation, you can try to think、uh, who you may be the most similar to, and therefore whether or not coming to China to work and live could be the thing for you as well. So before I get to the cases,、uh, I'd like you to think about two questions. One: Do you think this person is a good candidate to do so? Two: Why do you think this person came to China? Now. Considering that I either personally knew these individuals or knew of them through my friends or coworkers, for privacy、uh, reasons, I'd be using fictional names for them in this episode. And、uh, since I'll be citing six cases here,、uh, so I'll use six names beginning with A through F. So our case number one, the Adams. The Adams were a retired couple.、Uh, they came to China fairly early, in the early two、uh, thousands, and they partnered up with a local Chinese person and set up a training center, or a small、uh, commercial English school.、Uh, both of them were quite driven and were fairly flexible about things. All right, case number two, Ben. Ben、uh, was a retired、uh, man, married to a Chinese uh, lady. Uh, the, the The wife was、um, about ten years younger than he was, I think.、Uh, ben was a businessman. While he was here, he taught English classes and some business courses. Ben was sociable,、uh, despite the lack of Chinese language ability. He understood how things were done, and、uh, he actually tried some business ventures himself here. Our case number three, Cat. Cat was a young graduate from a university in、uh, the U.S.、Uh, with a reputation for its religious nature.、Um, so she came through. She came to China through a religious organization, I believe.、Uh, Cat was reliable and patient with students. And I think、uh, there were actually few other ones that came through the same type of organization as Cat. And Cat、um, was very well liked by the employer.、Um, 
and some other uh, individuals that were of similar nature stayed uh, for years. All right, now case number four, David. David was a single man in his early 50s. He demonstrably lacked social skills. Um, for example, he couldn't seem to get uh, a lot of social cues. Uh, he would wear some um, coat uh, that were only like laborers or some poorer people would wear. Um, I remember this one time we uh, met up for lunch in a restaurant and uh, he walked over and in this green coat that... Uh, even uh, the servers were looking at him. Okay, so we were just talking about our case number four, David. Um, since this is a really interesting case, and so I'd like to share a little bit more uh, about him with you. David, uh, while he was in China, he frequently had trouble controlling some students uh, in his class. And at uh, one point, he uh, got into some slight physical contact uh, with a female student in his class um, because she was refusing to do what he was um, asking the class to do. And so he was uh, going to grab her and throw her out of the classroom. And the student filed a serious complaint um, to the school administration and uh, almost resulted in his... Uh, firing uh, at the school so and there was another um, fairly troublesome uh, instant with him too that uh, one Chinese lady that he was dating um, almost threatened to sue him for raping her um, which could have been really really bad uh, for him Anyway, so that was our David, case number four. Next, case number five, our Evan. Evan was a single man in his 30s. Um, from the conversation we had, uh, he was a ex-military man. This Evan actually only had uh, one uh, encounter with but just this one meeting, uh, I think uh, I got a lot out of him, just from observation and conversing with him for about an hour. Evan, so the reason why we met up was because um, we, uh, meaning me and uh, a business partner, we were going to uh, interview him for some possible part-time working uh, opportunities. So, uh, because we thought, you know, it would be safe to uh, meet at a vegetarian restaurant, would have, which would have been safe for everyone. So we picked this vegetarian place, and um, 
he showed up. Uh, the first thing he did was uh, standing right there by the buffet counter, not saying a word. After finding out that that was a rest was a vegetarian restaurant, so I asked, "What happened? Why are you not eating, Evan?" And he said, "Because he was on a workout regimen and he needed his calories, so he thought there would be meat、uh, with the dinner. So he refused to eat a single bite." At this restaurant. Now, looking back,、um, I would have to say that、uh, me and my part,、uh, business partner, would have should have mentioned this to him、uh, just as a courtesy, which was, I think,、uh, partially our fault. But again, I think he did not have to make such a big deal out of it either. Anyway. So as you can imagine,、uh, how well the conversation went after that. So obviously, I think with his rigid personality,、um, it would be very hard、uh, for him to do anything in China. So at、um, departure, we give him、uh, another. About fifteen dollars uh, plus twenty、uh, dollars for his taxi fee to go back and pay for him to go to another restaurant to have some meat. But、um, so I was、uh, out of curiosity and just、um, kind of caring for his well-being. I, I asked him, "You, why did you come to China?" And to my surprise, he said, "I thought I would come here to be lucky with the Chinese woman." Okay, our last case, Fiona.、Uh, Fiona was a single woman in her thirties.、Uh, she was quite well qualified on paper.、Uh, that's actually the reason why、uh, we were deciding to、uh, employ her. She taught in two other countries prior to coming to China,、uh, each for one year, and she said she had issues with how the schools were run、uh, in those previous employments. When、uh, after we offered a contract and she was、uh, moving over,、um, she made requests about every detailed thing about her accommodation, size of the the apartment,、um, what kind of furniture she needed,、uh, etc. And during the、uh, time she was working here. She began to demonstrate severe anxiety uh, issues, uh, which came through her teaching in the classroom,、uh, the way she dealt with the students,、uh, the way she dealt with the administrative and management people.、Um, all these came through、uh, in every.、Um, 
type of communication, be it face-to-face -face or email communications uh, and all that. So here are the six cases that I promised to share with you. And remember the two questions I asked you before I introduced these six individuals to you? So first one question, do you think she or he is a good candidate to move to China to work? Two, why do you think this individual came to China to work and live? For question number one, I think you have figured out the answer. That's right. The first three cases were good or at least okay candidates to work in China. And, but I need to point out that for our case number three, Kat, who was a graduate from a religious college, she was well liked by the employer because she was reliable and was not seen to have conducted any religious activities in school, which was is not allowed by the government. So this you need to know if you are um, in similar uh, situation as her. Because by Chinese law, you are not supposed to conduct any religious activities uh, at your work. So, who do you think should not have been here? Or at least not at this time, before they figure out their problems? Obviously, our case four, five, six, right? David, Evan, and Fiona. For these three individuals and many others who are not doing so great here, there are many factors. Um, one being having come here for the wrong reasons. That's why I posed question number two to you. Why do you think she or he came to China? For these six persons, I don't think I can or should give you any answers because even though these individuals did tell me why, I do not think that uh, even if they were the real reasons, um, I should not share that with you. But what I can tell you are some reasons that I think are good for coming here. Um, for most people in general. So some good reasons for relocating include, but not limited to the following few. One, to experience China after college for a year or two, in the case of CAT. Two, to take it as a retirement adventure or uh, your continuing career. For those who are around 55 to 65, in the case of the Adams couple. Three, religious believers who do know what rules to observe in the case of Kat and her um, colleagues. Four, professional teachers who do not have good job prospects in their own home country. Five, 
those who like uh, or appreciate Chinese culture. So, what are some bad reasons for relocating? If you remember our case, David, who is somewhat socially inept, and these type of people who are usually unhappy or feel unfulfilled in their home country, as well. And more importantly, they do not know. They they're not consciously aware of what the root causes are. Just like our David, I believe he was not aware why he was so unhappy and unsuccessful in just about everything he does here.、Uh, another bad reason is for religious reasons, but and these people who do not know or do not want to observe Chinese rules. I've、um, Come across a few、uh, who are like this, and they ended up、uh, being sent back,、uh, sent out of the country. And another one is in the case of Robert Evan, who came here for sexual adventures. Again, this is strongly recommended against. So I would recommend against those who want to come here for sexual or other adventures that are deemed inappropriate by most people in the world. So having a good reason to come here is a good start. But what else would you need to possess in order to stay here happily, or at least not frustrated on a constant basis? Here are a few factors for you to consider. One personality. Some more inducive ones are open-minded, extroverted, so that you have a social circle, and adventurous about places, people, and food, etc. And laid-back. And this is in in the case of our Ben, who was a retired businessman who seemed to be able to get along with everybody here. Including the policeman, and so that was personality as one factor.、Uh, factor number two, I think, is skills. Obviously, Chinese language skills, if you have it, would be tremendously helpful. And people management skills is crucially important, especially if you're going to manage many low motivation students in the classrooms. And of course, the last factor I think that's really, really, really important is your knowledge—knowledge knowledge about everything that's related to your well-being here, Chinese culture, psychology, and teaching pedagogy, which we'll detail in future episodes. So, remember the cases that you've just heard. Whose personalities do you think are not? Best suited to come to China. That's right, uptight personalities like David and Evan, right? Xenophobic and anxiety inclined like our Fiona.
so for those of you who think that you are of such personalities or inclinations as well, but still are thinking about coming to China to teach, I would strongly recommend that you do a lot of reading on psychology and get a good understanding and awareness of your own issues and problems and try a few practical suggestions on how to keep these problems under reasonable control for your daily living. So, if you're still listening to this podcast at this point, I assume that you're still interested in this career option. That's good. Um, but then, uh, what I'd like you to do right now is to take out a notebook or use the notebook function on your phone, write down your answers to these questions. One, how do you feel when you are around people who are not speaking your native language? Two, how comfortable are you eating at an ethnic restaurant in your, your country? Three, do you normally feel eager to see new places every so often? Four, what is your usual reaction to people who do not seem to hold the same principles as you? Anyway, please write down these answers and you can share with me if you want. And this concludes our episode 2. In the next episode, we'll be looking at China's overall academic status and living standards for foreign teachers here. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you next time.